0: Welcome into Camel Call Friday. Evan Budrovich and I will be on later to get you set for a big weekend in Campbell Athletics. But first, we're talking volleyball as our volleyball team with a very, very strong start to the conference season. The squad is just one win out of first place with a four and two record in their inaugural year in the very tough CAA. Leading the Camels in his eleventh season as head coach is a man who just two years ago led Campbell Volleyball to their first-ever NCAA tournament appearance and then followed it up last season with their first-ever regular season conference title in programs history. He is Greg Goral. And a Coach, we'll start off with this strong start to the season, not only getting a home sweep in your only two matches at home, but you go on the road, play good teams, and get a split. It's got to be nearly a uh, an unbelievably perfect start for you guys.
1: Yeah, and actually – in an ideal world, uh, we have a couple more wins. Um, but again, Delaware was picked second. Um, and we had too many unforced errors on Saturday uh, and cost us a close four-set match. Um, but then we turned around and had a really good um, performance on that Sunday to, to take um, the match on Sunday against Delaware. And um, and we were even shorthanded there. So I was really happy with a split at Delaware um to open CAA play uh last weekend at Wilmington um was an epic battle Saturday night uh the longest match I've ever been a part of the closest tightest match I've ever been a part of and again uh we dictated play most of the time um there was a few unforced errors and a few calls that went against us in set four which probably could have um you know gave us the win in four sets instead of losing in five uh, but, again, mentally, we were very prepared for Sunday to come out and take care of business. And, uh, again, it was a little bit of a slugfest, um, but we managed to, to get that victory in four. And, and, again, on the road against quality teams, you want to at least split those matches and then take care of um, stuff at home. Uh, William & Mary, uh, very, very good team as well. To beat them 3-0 on Saturday was great. We knew they'd come out fighting on sunday which made it very hard but we we came away with the victory there as well so um trying winning both at home would be ideal and then splitting on the road kind of gets us where we want to be um and again it's all at this point it's it's not about our skill level or talent it's, it's mostly mental
0: and, and you talk about having the mental toughness that, uh, longest match you've ever been a part of at UNCW. Uh, it was a five setter. How long was it? Did it you was almost up? three hours.
1: <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I mean, and, and for me, like not even like I was standing the whole time, but just mentally the swings in in each set, we'd be up three points and then we're down to, um, there were runs of points on both sides, which was just taxing mentally. And, um, for our players too, I mean, to play that long, um, and then to be able to try and execute for over three hours at a high level is, is very tough. And then to turn around and do it the next day in less than 24 hours, um, was also taxing. So, well,
0: I mean, and, and that's what I think, you know, has made your, your start to this conference season even more impressive as we've been telling people here on the show. And we've talked before, it's, it's a very unique conference schedule to quote unquote, limit the cost of, of of travel. When you go on the road, you play a team back to back Saturday and Sunday. That's odd number one. You've gone to the road, played very good teams in Delaware at UNCW, lost very tough matches that first Saturday on the road. then you got to come back and do it again, and you've won in four sets uh, at Delaware at, at UNCW. So dropping the first match, but then coming back and like you say, having that mental fortitude to beat a good team after they've beaten you. That, that that says a lot about that mental toughness of your squad.
1: Yeah, I think we have a really good group of seniors, uh, senior leaders, uh, Chloe Cook and Claire Ann Fector, as well as Melody Page and, and McKenna Shaka. Those four, um, you know, have the urgency to win this year. Like right? this is their last shot to get it done. And so uh, they've done a great job in leading our younger players and really making sure they're on the right page, uh, with them and, and to be like mentally ready to go night in and night out, uh, especially after a loss. I mean, um, then there becomes even more urgency to like, Hey, we got to take care of our business. Uh, especially with 12 teams in the CAA, only six are going to be taken to the conference tournament, which is too few with this, with this unbalanced schedule. Uh, so we have to be one of the top six and you've, you've got to get it done every weekend or, um, you have that chance of not making it.
0: You, speaking of tough start to the, to the season, the, the schedulers at the CAA haven't done you any favors. You guys go on the road again, and you're taking on Towson. We've described it before, but, but refresh everybody's memory. The Towson is a team that lost just two matches last year. They beat power fives in, with regularity. What does their squad lo- look like this year? What's the challenge you face?
1: I mean, they're very athletic. They're very skilled. Um, they've got weapons at every position, um, and they're, they're a veteran team. Um, so they've won the CAA uh, four years in a row, whether it's regular season. Uh, I think they've gone to the, the NCA's four years in a row as well. Um, but, the, I mean, they, they've been a top 50 program, top almost 30 program type team, Uh, this year you know Delaware split with them and and so we have an idea of like yes they're beatable but we're gonna have to play really well in order to do so but they their outsides are outstanding and then one of their middles is very very efficient Uh, they've got a right side who can score um, and then a veteran setter veteran libero they're across the board Um, they're as talented as we are um, and And they are used to winning, so they know how to get it done in tight situations. They just went on the road at Hofstra um, this past weekend and won both of their matches there. So um, it is going to be tough, especially in their place. Now the good thing is we're going to play at Towson during the regular season, two matches, and then the conference tournament will be at Towson. Um, That is the only saving grace is that we'll understand what it's like to be in that building um, when we are one of the top six teams and go to the conference tournament. Um, the harder part is that we don't get them in our own gym. And so we're going to have to, again, work really hard on the road to uh, be comfortable and to make sure that we're executing at a high level because um, it will be very tough against the, the team pick first.
0: You know the formula that that makes your team such a tough conference games. Of course, trophies in the last two years, the first two, in, in the history of Campbell Volleyball with what you have done in the Big South Conference. You really load up the schedule at the beginning of the year. You did it again this year. And we would tell people on the show, we're like, hey, number one, this is a Campbell squad that could have, should have beaten some group of five and power five teams. But even though you were in a lot of, of matches, it really sharpened you for this conference season.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've played, a, uh, I think, a half a dozen top 100 teams already. Um, and we, again, we were, had our chances first weekend. Uh, we were also a little bit injured the next three weeks. I feel like we'd probably have another three or four wins out of that.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's another good point. You, you were doing this and going toe to toe with all these teams and winning these games in conference. You, you haven't been completely healthy really the entire season.
1: Correct. Yeah. And we still have a few players out or coming back from injury. Um, the big one getting McKenna back, uh, kind of helped offensively to settle us down but yeah we were we split matches at Delaware without a full squad Um, so I was very proud of our group for how we played and how we grinded out uh, that victory on that Sunday Um, and now like it's a fresh like a breath of fresh air to get um, McKenna back into the lineup and to have her for um, the last two weeks has has really helped kind of settle us offensively and defensively because she's an outstanding defensive setter as well uh, hopefully, we can continue to be more comfortable with her back in the lineup.
0: It has seemed because you travel and these tough schedules, and that it, it seems like we haven't had you here at home at all. That that's sort of true. We will finally starting next weekend, back to back weekends. Weekend on October fourteenth, homecoming weekend, you'll be here, and then back on November four. So. After this weekend, three of the next four weekends, we'll be able to get to see your squad. Maybe for those that haven't been able to see you guys in in person, how is is this team different than the very good teams you've had the past couple of years?
1: Uh, again, I think it starts with our leadership. I think uh, Chloe and Claire Ann um, have been the stalwarts of this team since they were here in 2020 as freshmen. Um, big key pieces, and now Chloe um, – is an amazing attacker. She's uh, not only really intelligent with what she does, but she brings power, athleticism. Uh, Melody Page, too, is just an explosive athlete. And Claire Ann is you know, our best player. Um, she's the captain of our defense. she will see her flying around the court and making plays. Um, but this, this team, I think, has a toughness to it. And we know we need that toughness, playing better competition night in, night out. Um, and, and it's just a, it's a fun brand of volleyball to watch. I mean, we are uh, all over the place making plays and not letting the ball hit the floor. And then, uh, just some monster swings, uh, at times that makes it fun to watch. Like we're going to bounce some balls. Uh, we're going to have big, uh, blocks up there and, um, it's a good time. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a type of volleyball that is, is, uh, is really fun to watch.
0: You have told us about how tough this conference is and and really across the board i I tell people the the big difference is number one there's there's more teams in in this conference, but unlike the big South, which over the past couple years maybe the top third of the conference were the challenge and you could you never pencil in a win but but really you you could pencil in play average to a little bit above average and you could you could beat the bottom two thirds across the board in every single sport that we've seen in the fall, it, it is not like that. There might be a couple that you may be able to count wins in, but every time that you're taking on a team, no matter where they stand from one to 10 in the conference, you're in for a battle. And and it's something that, that you all have taken on that challenge with this tough schedule and come out on top. It has to make you proud.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, like this team has the talent and the ability uh, I think it's, again, a mindset that we've been working on and whether or not we execute. We can typically dictate play, um, and it's whether or not we're executing at a high level or not, and that will ultimately determine whether we win or lose um, because we are talented across uh, all of our positions. Um, and, again, like we, we come back and we play Charleston at home two matches in North uh, North five and Northeastern. Northeastern's 5-1. and Charleston has won the conference several years and has – Uh, a lot of talent as well. Um, those aren't gimmies. And so, uh, fortunately we do have them at home, but again, if you don't show up, um, and play your best, you're going to lose and that can hurt you, uh, in the long run. So, um, it's fun in a way where you're, you're not just rolling into the gym and, and expecting to get a W like you have to play well, but it also, again, raises the level of, of your own team. And, um, that's, That's what we want. Um, Night in, night out, every year, uh, we want to be better than the year before. And I think playing good teams on a nightly basis will help us be more of a regional power and help us on a more national scale because as we go forward, we're going to know what it's like to have to play well in order to win matches. And when you do that every night, then your team becomes a little tougher, both physically and mentally, to handle that and that's how you build a program uh, going forward. So moving to the CAA has been great for us as far as we can still be competitive and have a chance to win a conference championship, but also that exposure, but also that level of play is going to help elevate us um, on a more regional and national scale.
0: And they will uh, take on another regional power, the defending champs. They will be at Towson Campbell Volleyball this Saturday at 11 a.m., Sunday at one. Both of those matches are on Flow Sports. And then finally, coming back home October 14th, it's a dig pink match. It will be here in Bowie's Creek, one o'clock Saturday, one o'clock on Sunday. And then if you are in town for homecoming, start off your day after the parade, one o'clock um, as Campbell will take on Northeastern on homecoming Saturday, the 21st, and then uh, be here on one o'clock on Sunday the final day of homecoming. Uh, He is Greg Gorl. And when we come back after the break, Evan and I will break down what's going on with the rest of our fall sports this week. Welcome back to Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer. A great conversation with... Campbellhead volleyball coach Greg Gorl, they really look like that they're going to be a team that's going to finish in the top six that's going to get into the CAA conference tournament. And Evan, that's saying something. This is a very good conference, and they're off to a very
2: good start. It was exciting, but also then you kind of leave wondering, could they have swept UNC Wilmington last week and had all the chances on Saturday to win that match, lost in five. You come back Sunday, though, in a big win in four sets, and the way Melody Page is playing right now in the middle, their ball control is a lot better. Still not fully healthy, but have figured it out, their lineup, without it. And to be 4-2 and two right now heading into a huge weekend with Towson. I mean, that is three-time champion, reigning player of the year, Nina Cajic, great head coach, good Serbian, which I always appreciate with my Eastern European background. That's
0: right, uh, repping the, uh, the ancestry there.
2: Team Croatia. But I, but I will say, if they can have a good showing in Towson – The tournament's in Towson. They could easily do very well in this league if they put up a nice showing this weekend.
0: And look, Towson's a team to show you they're not just, oh, this has been the best team in the conference. Last year they lost just two matches, period, and they beat a couple of ACC teams and a a Big Ten team. That is how good they are. So if Campbell goes up there, plays well, but loses, again, if you listen earlier in the broadcast, uh, Greg Gorl says he he likes the fact they're taking him on in their place. That's where the conference tournament will be. So a lot of benefits to being able to go up there. Back here, closer to home, swimming begins their home season. They will be taking on Asheville four o'clock on Friday. If you haven't been to a Campbell home swimming meet, it's a lot of fun. It's it's really competitive. It's really loud. It's a it's a cool place to watch an event. So I'd invite you to do that. As uh, admission is free, four o'clock. Coming up on Friday, Evan would have called the game last night or tonight. We taped this on Thursday, but Evan will be uh, over on Flow Sports as a women's soccer team taking on a conference foe in Drexel. Look, this is a rebuilding year with a very young team. They have been in every single match They've got to win a lot of matches here to to qualify for for the tournament. But I really like what I've seen from this team competitive wise. As they again
2: doesn't matter who they're playing, they're in it all. I ran into Jeff Gross at Keith Hill's golf course on Monday.
0: Head coach of uh, Head Campbell coach of, the program. Uh, of Campbell women's soccer also really likes golf.
2: He was playing with Todd, his assistant. I was playing with Nathan Rice and Matt Laverly on our athletics department side.
0: Name dropper.
2: <laughs> anyway. Jeff said his players are battling their tails off right now. They are playing as hard as they can. Now, are the results there? No. The good news is the schedule, Drexel, Elon, Hampton coming up, those are all teams right in their window. So if they want to elevate, they have to beat teams of their point stature right now. They could easily get on a three, four-match run here in the next two weeks, and then boom, they're right back in a fifth or sixth. Towson, who we saw in Bowie's Creek about a month ago, is the best team in the league. Campbell was tied to the last eight minutes of that match. They, Like you said, they're not going to get blown out this year, but can they score enough to, to win? I, I'm excited for them because they have winnable games, and that first CA win would be fantastic.
0: I mean, it's it's almost unbelievable, and you'll say, I'm going to check this. Chris is just trying to, to paint this with a different brush. This is a Campbell team that's two, five, and five. So five ties, number one tells you enough. But there has been one match this year, the entire year, that has been decided by more than – has either been tied or decided by more than one goal, and that was at a very good old Dominion team that they lost just 2-0. to So when we say they're in every match, we're just not trying to sugarcoat it. They are in every match. It's been very close.
2: And to get in the top six, it's hard in this league, right? You know, you you play at NCAA, you played three teams that made tournaments last year. Delaware made a run to the finals. They're not even in the playoff hunt right now. Like, women's soccer, that's a good league – And when you have, I think, 13 or 14 women's soccer and only six get in, it's not easy, right? And we saw this in the Big South with four teams getting in and they had 11 teams. It condenses your bottom feeders and it allows your cream of the crop to rise. Campbell can play themselves into that They just got to get hot the next two weeks.
0: Over on men's soccer's side of things, they have an off weekend, which is good because they really need to get healthy. So they played non-conference at Old Dominion. They'll have a non-conference game coming up uh, at VCU next Tuesday. And then three of their final four games are conference games. Remember, the men just play once a week. So the men, with that huge win at home against Northeastern, it's what we've been telling you. Yes, they are 1-2-2 two, and two in conference, but that has bolted them up to just now tied for the final top six spot, which would get them into the conference tournament. And they're just a win away from second and two wins away from Stony Brook. So the schedule is falling in their way. Look, they've got a win, but they are very much right now in position, if the season ended today, they would be in the postseason tournament. I feel like Coach Dick
2: Vermeil saying, playoffs, playoffs. But <laughs> here here they sit, tied for the top six. Right now they're tied in points for sixth. You're right. They win one or two matches. They could get to second, get to third. It's all of a top-seeding hosting scenario, so you're still in the hunt to host on the men's yeah, side. Yeah,
0: you, you are. You are still in the hunt to host, even though your first conference win was last weekend.
2: Now, the women's side, they will probably not host unless something crazy happens, but... On the men's side, you could get to two pretty theoretically. Now, to your point, one, two, and two. You need a winning record in the conference to make the tournament. They're in position to do that the next two weeks. And this men's soccer program, man, Basafi Doti scoring a huge goal against Northeastern. He has been the guy for five years. And for him to step up, that was a really neat moment.
0: Men's and women's tennis get back at it uh, this weekend. Our our cross-country team, uh, a young team, a rebuilding team, they are getting after it. As they are um, in the XC at Royals Challenge in Charlotte. And then the Royals for Queens. That's right, Queens Queens College. (laughs) And um, women's soccer will be back here in the creek. Our only at home weekend action will be uh, women's soccer high noon on Sunday. As they Don't you miss take those noon PFL
2: days? Yeah, I mean those two and a half hour yeah. games against Butler Summer, and but Davidson.
0: A, but a noon on Sunday, of course, Delaware has to get on a plane to go back home. So, so that's a rare run. So, go to church, come here. It'll be a uh, it'll be a fun day as uh, soccer admission is free. All right, talking about American football now, and not football. Here we go. Our uh, Campbell Fighting Camels on a on the road in what is for many reasons a, a a must-win for them as uh, they travel to a very improved Hampton team. Hampton is 3-1 and so far on the season. They just won at Richmond. Beat them handily, 31-14, to a Richmond team. That was in the playoffs last year. At Hampton, 2 o'clock this Saturday on Flow Sports. We'll have audio coverage for you. Then a bye week. Then you come back home and play what is, at least on paper, maybe one of the weaker teams on your schedule for homecoming against Maine. This is what is both uh, tough and and fun about the CAA. Every week, as we have plotted out for you, is going to be a pretty good team that you're going to have to play really well against to win. But right now, at one and two in the conference, Campbell is very much still in the hunt for the playoffs. Last year's CAA... Had the automatic qualifier and then four other teams, five total teams make it to the CAA. Five and three is what you're shooting for to have a good chance. Six and two, you'll almost always be in. So look, the the margin for error is is out the window right now. Campbell has has five CAA games left, and they're gonna have to go at the very least four and one. Three of those games are on the road, but they are teams that they, they have shown they can be in the team with anybody. They have three losses this year. All three of those teams are in the top 25.
2: Does it not feel like yesterday we were playing Hampton in the final home game with Dylan Ernie and Kruitt quarterback two years ago, Big yeah. South opponent? Both these teams have changed drastically since no that doubt. night in 21. First of all, Malik Williams is playing some of the best football in the country. And I was sitting there Monday with you and Coach Mike Minner at the Coach's Show. And Mike had his serious demeanor, but you could tell it weighed on him, the second-half performance. Not only the defense, but the offense not finishing what they started. Now, they did score in overtime, and, and that was nice, but he knows that his offense has to be 60 minutes, and that was his whole thing on Monday. 60 minutes, 60 minutes, 60 minutes. This team has all the potential in the world. They have all the talent in the world. The way they run the football, the balance with Wilkins and Kelsey and Easy Anderson, they have receivers. They have shown that they can score in a variety of ways. Can this team go on the road, play a Hampton team that is tough? They're not a physical team, but they're athletic. And can they win, right? And they showed against Central for 30 minutes, they look like the best team in the country. In stretches, they they give up some woes and big touchdown drives. When this team comes together and plays its best game, which we saw against Citadel, they can blow people out of the building.
0: Yeah, and – the bottom line too again it, it you know you can talk about the lapses that the offense has but the, the the offense scored 42 points in regulation against the number 15 team in the country i mean you, that's a game you win it, it, it was kind of how it happened with the fact that campbell was up 31 to 14 6 minutes left to go in in the second quarter and and then they weren't and then it all, all fell apart it's it, it's very much in a very different thing we talked about being close can almost stab you in the heart more because it's a Campbell team that thinks obviously that they they should have would have could have won the NC Central game and that's back-to-back games now right. Elon if you don't have all of the and look penalties. at how big
2: that Elon game is now with how they handled William and Mary in the second yeah. half
0: last week Elon beat William and Mary the defending champs that were ranked in the top five. Oh, by the way the other team that Campbell lost to now look Campbell did have two big mistakes that led to two big scores. I think it would have been tough for Campbell to beat William & Mary in that first game of of the season. But you're looking at back-to-back games now against quote-unquote ranked teams that you feel in your heart of hearts that you should have won. And you also feel that if you play the teams five times, you probably beat them three three to four times. So that's what Campbell's going to have to do. You know, we wanted to see, the coaches wanted to do that. You and I talked about it. After that tough loss where they beat themselves versus Elon here at home, how do they rebound against quite frankly, a better team on looked the road. they did. great the first half. They did. I mean, I mean they, they rebounded well. It wasn't a lot of the uh, of the same mistakes. There were plenty of mistakes in the second half. But, hey, the attitude was there. The next man up was there. Okay, are you able to do that again against a team that's not ranked but really is pretty good? This is not the Hampton team that was in the Big South a couple of years ago. They have the best rushing attack in the conference. They're an older team, an athletic quarterback. Um, who's six three and can run,
2: okay. and we saw against Davious Richard that yeah. that gave us some problems. His running ability yes. was what changed that game, and and Chris Zellis, the quarterback for Hampton, not as athletic but equally two dimensional, and that can be a challenge. Yeah, the, the 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 running Campbell's running defense is
0: near the bottom of the CAA, and they play a team that wants to run. So so that's the big, that's the big message when we talk to a lot of a, a lot of the staff and the players over the past two weeks, okay, how do we, unlike years past, will one loss turn into two losses to three to four to five? That needs to stop right now because I tell you, man, if Campbell uh, goes up to Hampton, doesn't play well, doesn't win, you're sitting on that for for a couple of weeks. You basically realize that your chances at the CAA playoffs now are very, very slim. But you know what, Evan? If you get that win, you take a breath. You're three and three halfway through the season. You, you get a bye week to get healthy. The schedule is favorable for you for the next couple of things. You're starting to think playoffs. You're starting to reset. This game's crucial this Saturday. They got to go to Hampton and get a win.
2: And they have to play consistent. You know, at times the defense has looked good, the offense has always looked good. But to their credit, these next three weeks, Carolina, that's a tough game. But the next three weeks, those are winnable games. Yeah.
0: At Maine, at home for homecoming, and then at Richmond, who doesn't look
2: as good as they've been. So you look at the schedule and go, okay, you're probably at worst case 4-4 and in this stretch. You're probably 5-3 and if you play good football. We haven't talked like that about Campbell in a long time. Usually it's avoid tough endings, finish the season strong. This is what this team has wanted, a chance to compete for a playoff berth. It starts with Hampton, who is right on the edge of a playoff team right now, and then two teams that probably aren't in, in Maine and Richmond. You do play Richmond on their homecoming, and then you host a homecoming. But but certainly from the Hampton standpoint, Campbell, it's it's one of those things where we've seen this year in and year out. They have been on the precipice of doing some really special things. And every year, some self-inflicted wounds, some injuries, some turnovers. Well, here's the chance to not do those things and to continue to take advantage of the schedule and win games.
0: Yeah, and, and I will say as well that the – the big difference is Campbell has lost down the stretch over the last couple of years. And again, you mentioned injuries have been such a big part of it to go along with it, but they have lost two teams that quite frankly, aren't as good as them. Um, the difference this year so far, even though the the losses have been frustrating is the fact that they have been in games against top 25 teams, which even last year, past, that would wouldn't. not, that that would not be a thing. So if you, if you take out of your mind, but you can't, look, It's uh, it, you, you can't do it, but if you take out of your this, mind, and you look at this. Is happened, the, this is the, this is the this, best part of the CAA. Yes,
2: yes. There, there are no longer cupcake games. And that's how teams get in at 7-4 and four yeah. and 6-5 and five in the conference because they play good teams, right? And the Carolina loss won't affect your tournament resume from the NCAA standpoint. So you need to win all these games moving forward against your FCS teams.
0: And as we talk about but it's really, really hard because all these teams are good. Yes, on paper, you are you, you are better than maybe all these teams, but ninth-ranked Delaware, but you're going on the road for three games, and that's the difference in this conference. If you just play average, you are probably going to get beat. So in the short term, everything is still here in front of Campbell, even though it's been a frustrating start. And then remind yourself that Campbell's three losses have come to three top 25 teams. Even shorter, this is a huge, huge game at Hampton coming up this Saturday. And Hampton's 2-0 in the league, right? And and this isn't the Hampton. I've been telling all the
2: people, this isn't the Campbell's going to get right before the thing. It's not the undisciplined penalty-ridden Hampton team.
0: Campbell has to play very good to win this game. That's the bottom line. And we cannot
2: commit 100 yards of penalties every week. And Mike has said that on every coach's show with myself two weeks ago, you on Monday. The penalties have been brutal on this team. And the more disciplined they are, and they're locked in, that's a really good football team. Let's yep. see it. I want to see it. They want to see it. It's going to happen on Saturday.
0: You can see it on Flow Sports coming up this Saturday at 2. I'm going to
2: listen to you instead.
0: Jay Sunhalter and I. Thank Whoa, you very much. Jay. Jay's coming up. Yeah, Jay Sunhalter, time. who has been doing uh, some big-time ESPN games all around uh, all around the region. He will be on the broadcast as well. The Bojangles countdown to kickoff starts At 145. The drama will be thick. Make sure uh, you tune in. GoCamels.com and the Varsity Network. For Evan Budrovich, I'm Chris Samar saying so long. Thanks for listening. This has been Camel Call Friday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your honey mustard barbecue sauce at Bojangles.